I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. Oops, I forgot to turn off that bit of the technology. Here we go. We're good. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes. I'm on it. We're on it. We're in the same room again. We're all on it. We're all on it, Don't you feel it? It's in your brain. We're so on it, we're late. (laughs) (laughs) And we're sorry about that. Hectic scheduling, but we're uh, we're at least ahead of the viewing. Day day job... um, Ahead of the viewing of what? Of the shows that we need to watch for our schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. way ahead. I've already watched uh, Rescuers Down Under. Oh, yeah. oh that's a preview. It's, We're yeah, going to Disney, if we haven't said. If you haven't, well, yeah, yeah, that's already happened, right? Haven't we? Mm-mm. One's been released? No? No. Nope. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that today. Yeah, we're recording that today. Jesus. We're really behind, folks, and we're really sorry, and it's all my fault. It is? Uh, no. <laughs> it's my employer's <laughs> fault. That's true. <clears throat> um, they, uh... I'm the boss. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, really, truly, uh, I'm, I'm kind of salty about it. Yeah. Um, Unleash. You won't listen to this. No, they won't. They won't. They won't. So, uh... Yeah, just had to go work both during the day and at night every single day last week. Ugh. And, uh, you know, I, I've been, they've been really, ah, it's not like my initial boss's fault either. There's just not enough people. Yeah. And I'm dependable and can do the work. And it's like, it's not something that you can throw a green person at, you know? Hey. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm so so <laughs> sorry. Jab is that? <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think that's the origin of it. Uh sure. Um, and if it is, then I'll stop using that idiom. I'm very sorry. It just seems rude, and it I am does. a green person. <laughs> I know well, it's a. You can't put just any faceless schmo up there. You gotta have a faceless schmo who's been trained. See, you can say that. that you're yes, a that's yeah. right. Yeah. I can. And one of them peoples. <laughs> <laughs> the Rings of Power. The Rings of Power. We're here, yeah, we're here with another TV Talks. It came out on Amazon Prime. Pissed off a lot of people. We're gonna talk the conundrum of that <laughs> and, <laughs> and why we think differently than most yeah. people. Uh, the conundrum of that, by the way, what I mean by that is uh, Amazon Prime, Jeff Bezos, I, I mean, I don't think he had any kind of say in this, Probably but they <laughs> took a huge, uh, huge leap of faith here because it's uh, developed by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, who have not done anything at all, ever. <laughs> like, to my knowledge, this was like the first like big project they worked on. Uh, let me pull it up. They they had uncredited uh, things they you know whatever they helped with on Star Trek Beyond Godzilla vs Kong and Jungle Cruise whatever they did there was uncredited. This is the first thing, and they wrote four of the episodes, and it's only like eight episodes long. Yeah, so they wrote half <coughs> of the show, and and they've never done anything else. Well, right. given that is beautiful <laughs> right yeah that, i mean that's Where? actually pretty good but at the same yeah. time another big leap of faith is this is the most budgeted television show in history that's pretty crazy uh, it is me, beautiful let me try to see if i can find its budget real quick here because it's absurd 
uh, for especially for a television show. There we go, uh, with a starting price of two hundred US US million dollars. Uh, there was something about every episode. Wow. Uh, I gotta find the the specific thing about how much every episode cost. I mean, six hundred for like four hundred sixty five million dollars on the first season. Wow. Making it using you know, tax rebates, well, New Zealand. You know, mm-hmm. Everything is so much more expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's true, but it's just like, it is crazy. It's amazing. That, you know, you would, you would, for rookie, for rookie TV developers. Yeah. You would be like, we're going balls to the walls and giving these guys like, like $400 million or whatever it was that I just read off. Yeah. Like absurd faith and people are not happy with it and there's a reason for that uh specifically before we dive into the synopsis bless you zelda bless you uh before we dive into the synopsis it is based on the history of lord of the rings yeah but very heavily based on they only have access adaptation yeah they only have access to the appendices of the lord of the rings they do not have access to the silmarillion which is where all the history of Lord of the Rings the takes place. <laughs> and that's, uh, that is Christopher Tolkien's choice. Yeah, I don't understand how they're willing to spend 430-some million dollars on this show and weren't able to just chip, like, 20 million to him and just be like, hey, shut the I, fuck up and give us the rights to Silmarillion. Yeah, but he <laughs> like, might... I mean, they're not Disney. They can't throw $4 billion at him. It's this is his father's like legacy, you know? right? And you think you would want yeah. that to be absolutely I pristine? Do too, but I think what it is is more that he doesn't want people to touch it. Maybe he didn't like it, Peter Jackson. <laughs> he's, he's like, I fucked it up enough. I don't want other people to have fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> um, but the uh, his, I feel like maybe he didn't like the Peter Jackson. Adaptation. Well, he's so. just an idiot, then. And, he needs, and all, all, the only thing that quells an idiot is more money. Like, if they're yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm still just baffled. If they're gonna spend four hundred thirty yeah. million dollars in the this first season, I'm pretty sure twenty million dollars is a good talking point to be like, "Can we use the Silmarillion?" Yeah. You want fifteen million dollars? We're gonna give you twenty, and he'd be like, yeah. "Ooh, that's actually okay." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like you might have backed down on that, and then they could have just, you know, one. Uh, the only legitimate reason I have for all the haters. Because there's a lot of haters for this show. Yeah, a lot. The only legitimate reason is the history of the the world gets a little fucky, fucky, a little wonky. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that would have just easily solved that problem. You know, like, I feel like just getting the rights to Silmarillion would have just, I don't know, would have fixed all these issues that we're having. That's true. But saying that I have not read the Silmarillion, I have read this going to show my bad nerd habits i have read most of the fellowship <laughs> and that's it and oh the first page and a half of the hobbit <laughs> <laughs> and that was like in seventh grade yeah i was like nah. <laughs> i've read them all the silmarillion is the one i am least familiar with because it is a lot of history stuff and i like i don't pay attention to those a lot i have to take those very slowly and when at the time when i read silmarillion i was um forcing myself to be a one book reader 
People are always surprised that I'm usually reading four or five books at one time and they right. don't understand it. This is because the reason is my brain is fucky. I can't <laughs> I can't just focus on yeah, exactly. I can't focus on one story because I'll get bored with it. So with a lot of you know, a lot of the books I read when I was a kid, I forced myself to read through very fast through them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't gain a lot from them because I was trying to just end it so I can get to the next book. Right. And now if I read five books at one time, I'm I'm getting more out of it, which is very weird, I know. Yeah. But, like, I'm going uh, slower through it. them, yeah. I get it. I am also reading, like, three different things right now. Yeah. Um, one thing is including your work. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Someday it'll be published. Someday. Uh, so far, I'm enjoying. I haven't gone very far. No, it's, it's a big <clears throat> boy right now. It's a big, beefy boy. It's big. It's a big beefy boy, but I'm hoping it will be worth it one day. Hopefully. So, uh, I I love this world, and yes, my my view of it is very narrow. It's of the Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, uh, <laughs> <laughs> version of the world. Yeah, and. Have you I, seen the the old animation movie? Yeah, I have actually yeah. seen. I don't know that I've seen the uh, Return of the King that's out there though. I don't think I've seen that. One. That it is. It was done by a different group of people that did the first two. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I've seen the original animation, at least the Fellowship one. I really enjoyed that one. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, I watched the Hobbit one too, and that Ooh, was really weird. I don't know if I watched that one. Oh, dude, Gollum in that show is so weird (laughs) and that's another thing about um so like another problem this film had or the show the rings of power had is that it's you know it's attached to those peter it's not really attached to those peter jackson movies but people are going to attach it to those peter jackson movies and there hasn't been a finer example of filmmaking out there you know in in the history of cinematography and filmmaking in general like that movie is so detailed so focused on everything like right down to like Gollum, if you want to tell the difference between Gollum and Smeagol, you just pay attention to the pupils. Yeah. Because the pupils change. And that's the, like the only true way to know which one's which at like certain key moments. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's, there's so many like very, very specific attention to details. And, and then, you know, the huge budget, all the acting, like that, that, those three movies created something perfect. And this show has to be like, all right. We're going to talk, we're going to step into the history of that yeah. world. It's not going to be completely accurate. It's not going to be completely attached. Yeah. Which they came, they, they said this up front. Exactly. Uh, this is not, <clears throat> this is an adaptation. This right. is not uh, a, a reenactment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we're not going to get everything Neither right. Jackson. Gonna, right. And, I don't even know if he had much to do with it. I don't think he had anything to do with this. Like, I don't think he even helped produce it or anything. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I'm I pretty sure he showed us that he was done with The Hobbit. Right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, he didn't even want to do The Hobbit. That's just, like, a sad yeah. thing. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, like, with this show, though, it's like, uh, what was I saying? It's wall. it's set in the history. Right. You mentioned that. Yeah. So now we're getting into the, the synopsis. And if I recall, it follows four, maybe five different storylines. 
Yeah, uh, it was which kind of co- it converged from time to time. Yeah. Um, one, uh, I feel like really kind of feels like the main one is Galadriel. Um, and yeah. I did kind of like <laughs> Gulliel. Gulliel. <laughs> Gulliel. But not uh, yeah, Galadriel is the, yeah. the, the main story played here by Morfid Clark. That's right. Uh, hopefully. Uh, and she, like, she feels very true to what was delivered by, uh, older Galadriel. Was it Kate Blanchett? I think it's Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I want to see that. She, there's a, um, a movie called Tar. That just came out. It's about a. It's a fictional biopic about a movie compo- or a music composer, and she is like the lead. And it's like two hours forty minutes long. Like for some odd reason, it's like a, it's like as long as Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. And I'm like, I want to see you, but I don't know if I want to sit in the theaters for three hours for a fictional biopic. But it's getting this so many so much good reviews. Really interesting. I wonder what kind of satire. It kind of reminds me of Black the Bluebeard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just like a serious <laughs> drama. Like, it's like, I don't know. But but you're right. You are right. Morford Clark does a really good job as Galadriel, I think. Like, she really does. I, I could see this Galadriel becoming the Galadriel of oh, Jackson. 100%. 100%. And um, she is hell-bent to track down any traces of the evil that was uh, Morgoth's uh, servants. Because Morgoth is for sure defeated. They don't really know what happened to Sauron. Right. Uh, Who is his lieutenant? Yes. Yes. And she is searching him down mainly because her brother was killed and she just, you know, she being elves, death was foreign to them. Right. And, until these wars happened over gods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she, she <clears throat> blames Sauron too. Like, I don't think oh, Sauron yeah. is like specifically the one who killed her brother. Probably not. But it was like in the hunt for Sauron that he died. Yeah. And so yeah, she's just, she wants Sauron dead. That's right. So she's out looking for that. And uh, it turns, it, she, she goes so far, like centuries or whatever, past the main conflict that she gets mutinied uh, by her, her troop. And uh, then she gets retired, like the the King Gilgalad makes it sound like he. Uh, <clears throat> can you remind me who Gil who plays Gilgalad? Benjamin Walker. Yeah, Benjamin Walker's character, King Gilgalad. I, I don't know. Like the name is just so awesome, <laughs> right? It is. It, a good name. I, it sounds near biblical, like a yeah. Babylonian. Name. It's almost like Gilgamesh. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, but I believe. There's another, uh, the Galad came from right. something else. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, I, I, I really appreciate this name for some reason. <laughs> it's a good fantasy name. Right? Yeah. And uh, he he dismisses her basically, but in a very like honorable way. It's like, hey, you get to go back home. Yeah. But uh, to, to Galadriel, it's like, you are... Stripping me of my free will to do what I yeah. want to do, which is to pursue this <laughs> what, evil. What my OCD is hell bent upon. Yeah, basically. But she, uh, as they are approaching Valinor, uh, jumps ship. Yeah, she's like, fuck that noise. Yeah. <laughs> and that's honestly terrifying, too, because, right. like, 
there's a lot of lore we're skipping over because it's just way too much to right. to go into about Valinor and everything. Right. But to get to Valinor, you have to cross like a, a very big waterway, mm-hmm. and it's very dark. It's huge. It's very ominous. There's like uh, you, you don't know what kind of creatures are in there. I feel like I I don't know if I got this completely right, but based off some fa- the some videos that I watched, like I said, I haven't read. Hmm. There like used to be another continent there. Right. Yeah, and it, and these wars destroyed it. Right. And now there's just the new world or whatever. <laughs> like it, the there's old. just <laughs> it's just Valinor yeah. and Middle Earth and Middle Earth now. Yeah. But I think that part's all in the Silmarillion, and this history might be separate from that. Right. It's 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 yeah. yeah it's it's very hard to explain a lot of the lore of Lord of the Rings yeah, without because, just being a complete nerd. And also Tolkien like. If from what I've heard, changed his mind from writing one thing right. to the Silmarillion. Yeah, because I feel like they're also like thirty years apart, so it's yeah. like the story just grew in his mind. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, things just change, and you you exactly. got to retcon it. <laughs> yeah, you retcon a little bit, and it just makes it a little confusing. But, but like, you know, he's just the vessel. Yeah, for this world. But like she, she just jumps into the waters, it's not man. Perfect. And it's it's so disturbing too because it's like they're in that they're like it, I hate the idea of being alone in the ocean yeah. by myself like that's just terrifying. It is to terrifying. Me. And like just, she, she just willingly dives into it because she's badass and brave as fuck. Right. And that's who Gladriel is. And like it, it is a different, um, you know, Kate Blanchett. You don't see the warrior Gladriel because she's older. She's mm-hmm. like hung up her sword. She's like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Like she's much like wiser i guess in the lord of the rings trilogy yes oh 100 percent. but, but like, she's also like thousands of years older yeah and in here though she is she is like crazy warrior you know princess yes. and yeah. it's it's just her jumping in that water is a badass scene and it yeah. terrifies the fuck out of me because then i'm just like all right so next episode she's just gonna be swimming on the water okay uh-huh. i don't uh-huh. like that and you see <laughs> you do get to see some monsters in the water yes there and is a giant sea snake yeah i That's i love cool. the look i think they did a good job yeah. on the the cgi for these beasties yes they did. Uh, even the orcs are cool we do get uh, to see some yeah. orcs uh yeah they're they're a little bit i want to say pastier yeah than the other ones uh, they definitely the are, can't, yeah, uh, go out in the sunlight, which is something that Token wrote, wrote somewhere. Um, but which I really liked. I thought that was really yeah. cool to see, like the same creatures, but you know, thousands of years ago, they hadn't evolved to be able to yeah. fight in the sunlight and everything. Yeah. I like that. That was, that was really cool. I thought it was cool uh, as well, um, and I feel like. Just real quick, I wanted to mention that when she's in the water, to finish just her storyline mm-hmm. before we jump into another, she does get rescued by some Southlanders, uh, along with uh, uh, a character named Halbrand. Yes. Um, played by... Charlie Charles Vickers. Vickers. Charlie Vickers. Sorry, I think I said Charles. Yeah. They uh, survive together somehow... And make it on a ship that goes to Numenor, and from there, That's they try story. to get back to they try to get back to Middle Earth. That I'll put a pen in, and then yeah, we'll get back their, to them maybe. Um, and <laughs> this is probably going to be a deep dive. So that's fine. That is fine. 
So then, what's what's another what's the next storyline you want to talk about? What, what, what was the other one we were talking about? There was another. Oh, we were talking about the orcs. The orcs which, that which, is in uh, the Southlands. Yeah, and there is a storyline that goes on there with um, a certain elf. Uh, here we are, uh, Arandir. Ar- yep, Arandir. He was a member of a, of the guard uh, over this watchtower that watched these pe- this these people in the Southlands. Because they were at one time allies to Morgoth. Yes. And Arndir is played by Ismael Cruz Cordova. And he has a particular love interest with Bronwyn. That's right. uh, Played by Nazanin Banyadi. I believe there's stories about them. I don't know. Oh, I guess it's similar to stories. Yes. Similar to stories from Tolkien's, uh, you know plethora of books yeah um and it is that is kind of you know a negative i guess you know if you want it does have that age where it's becoming a staple of if you're going to do a token story you got to have a, an elf loving a human somewhere in there <laughs> and like you know that's kind of becoming a thing well yeah but also i like um i feel like it's good representation of <clears throat> interracial relationships true true I mean, yeah. you can have a dwarf and an elf loving each other. We don't have yeah. to have them just they being friends. They did that, and people got pissed as hell. And that's great. Let them get pissed. Let I like get people pissed. getting pissed. Yeah, it's right. fun. So Stick it to the lids! <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, his story is interesting. He gets, uh, Arandir gets, uh, enslaved by the orcs by right. one, um, the, the father of the orcs who is, who is, what's his name again? Uh, Andor. Uh, Andor? Where is that at on here? I think it's Andor. Adar. Adar. Joseph. Joseph Maule. 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 M-A-W-L-E. Maul? Maule? I'm so sorry. Yeah. But. Well, maybe it's Maul. He is for the uh, for the first you know third or a half of this show the best candidate for the big question of of the rings of the power where the fuck is Sauron and yeah. like that there was a, I remember when the show was coming out because it was like one or two episodes a week or something like that right it was one episode a week it was one episode a week and uh, I remember I enjoyed you know every time it would come out I'd watch it really fast because really I was really fast. interested in it I really enjoyed it. And I remember going to fan sites afterwards, like Reddit and all that kind of stuff, where people were like, "Who's who's the who's Sauron? Who's Sauron?" And like almost everybody was saying Adar, and I was like, "Y'all fucking stupid!" And I'll uh, we'll put up a spoiler wall later when we talk about the Sauron stuff. But I'm gonna say right here that I called it from like episode fucking two. Uh huh. And I told he did. I told the he faces did. slam because we were we were talking they about who I was like. Who is uh who is who do you think is Sauron? Who do you think is uh, who do you think is the stranger? We'll talk about the stranger next. Yes. Uh and you know, we all had we all pitched in ideas. I guess the stranger guess right the stranger away. did. Uh, uh I thought it was pretty obvious though. You are I right. Think, I think I guessed I guessed based off of the history, which was stupid given the context of th- they couldn't re- use the history. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, and you know maybe they got away with it by not reading it at all. It maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe they're just like oh, we don't actually know. It, what it's like you know we it it'll be a lot easier not to plagiarize this if yeah. we don't know what's going on in it. But no, I do like I do like at our our um, Arandir and Bronwyn's story. 
There's also a kid in there who's got a sword of like the the hilt. It's the of, hilt of Sauron's sword. Yeah, and it's it's like the dumbest plot point that this entire first season has. I like. I don't know. I it's really stupid. Okay, the, here, like okay, the the part with the sword particular. Okay, it's right, dumb. I'll give you yeah. that. But what happens with it? That I liked. A lot. I like. I, I like what happens with it, but ha- the fact that it happens makes no sense, <laughs> and it's absolutely dumb. <laughs> but this kid, Bronwyn's kid, uh, Theo, played by Tyro Mahafidin, uh, I, I I just couldn't care about his storyline at all. It would cut to this kid, and I'd be like, "Who are you?" Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, "Theo," and I'd be like, oh, "Okay, who are you?" And then like Bronwyn would be like, "My son," and I'm like, "Aha, got it." Uh, I, I I kept forgetting where he was located. I kept forgetting what what he was doing. Well, like I'm sorry, I I cared a bit more about him <laughs> than you did. Uh, he I he, you know, is pretty stereotypical. Uh, uh, everybody around is this way, but my mom tries to be a different way, and I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, and he gets into some trouble because of that. Like he finds, he finds that hilt in this tavern keeper's basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I don't know if, what, if he was there to rob him or something. I don't know. Well, also, why does this tavern keeper just have the hilt on sword? Because he, I think his. So his his family kept the tradition of being Morgoth worshippers, right? And they yeah. had they just had the lieutenant sword, like. I, they must have found it on the battlefield. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, there's no thought. Like, I feel like they didn't put much thought into why that was there. It was just mm-hmm. like they they were like, we need a MacGuffin, and they're like, all right, what about this? And they wrote in it, wrote it in real quick, and they were just like, well, what does it do? And it awakens Mount Doom. It was like, ah, <laughs> awesome looking scene, but really like because that's what happens is. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Like uh, in the long run, it gets it gets taken to the Southlands, where where Mountain Doom is located. Somebody wedges it there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But somebody wedges it into a rock, which uh, which was marked, which was marked. Yep, and they twist it, and and mm-hmm. in doing so, it turns a bunch of knobs and levers, and and causes a dam to fall apart. And then waters rush down into the the magma under Mount Doom, and Mount Doom erupts. Yeah. And like it's it's, I don't get it, man. <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like it's like in so, Dark Knight when when uh, Batman lights up the bat signal on top yeah. of that building, and you're just like, why did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are being okay. enslaved right now. But I, you, you took the time <laughs> to put gasoline on the side of a building and make the bat signal. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with the bat signal thing, but with this. The Ur- the Uruks, who are commonly known as the Orcs, but in this they uh they want to like that's like their slave name, right? So they're trying to adopt Uruk, and um they uh they need a play they want a place that is their homeland, yeah. And because at the time of this war, the Southlands no actually it wasn't the Southlands that was his stronghold i think that was on this other continent but that's another that's that's yeah. a different history that we don't that they didn't have access to <laughs> so they want to they they can't live in the sunlight 
So right. they need the ash in the sky to be able to build their new civilization. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I'm just saying, like, who the fuck set it up that way? Why did it? Why did it need to be unleashed by a sword hilt in the side of a cliff face? Why not Obviously, just Sauron destroy the dam? Obviously, Sauron had like set it up that way. I I know. Obviously. I like I, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing that makes sense. But why not just instead of doing all this hokey pokey bullshit where you have to make a bunch uh-huh. of pulleys and levers to bust the dam? Why not just bust the dam? And do it immediately. (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe he didn't even tell them what it was going to do. Yeah, it's just it's it's all right. It's all hokey pokey nonsense. It is a bit of a uh, you know easy plot. It's it's a spectacle. Is all it was for. It was just to have this beautiful, beautiful visual spectacle of a volcano erupting and people being like, "Mount Doom was created." Because I feel like the creators thought it was this huge, awesome thing. Yeah. And I enjoyed it when it happened because yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. But in the back of my head, I'm sitting there thinking, why not just do this from the beginning? Why did you make this huge? Like, Because there's so many things that it relies upon for this moment to happen. You know, that, that hill is reliant upon mm-hmm. being put into a random tavern keeper's basement to be found randomly by a kid who's going yeah. to meet randomly this elf slave named Ar- Arendir, yeah. who's going to randomly allow it to get stolen by another guy named Adar and who is then randomly going to ride through the forest to get caught by Galadriel but secretly have made sure that it would get to the place where it needed to be at the beginning already like it, there's so many things that it relies upon that it's just they didn't think about you know <laughs> you know they just yes, had the spectacle it is plot mind. it is plot convenience yeah you're right but I argue that almost all fantasy replies on plot convenience. Yeah, I, but at the same but, time, put some thought into it. <laughs> like sure. the whole the whole story of the Lord of the Rings, you know, it's like we got to get this ring mm-hmm. to this mountain and it's got to be burned. Yeah. You know, and it's just like there's a lot that has to go on to happen, you know, to get there. Mm. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of plot convenience still in that, but at the same time, everything kind of is backed up and makes sense. Like, you know, it's like, well, we're going to have a hobbit do it. Why? Well, they're, they're tiny. They can get in and out of things, you know, and they're, they've been sneaking in the past before, you know, they stole a fucking rotting from the first place. Like, <laughs> they could probably make it in Mount, uh, Mount Doom, who knows? But, like, I don't know. That was that was one of the silliest plot lines in this entire thing. Was That is the thing that you're the most upset about. Um, Probably. Because okay. that was the one thing that really pissed me off the most was that, like, because there's a moment where they think where Gladriel and and Arendir think that they have the sword back and it's in like it's wrapped up in a little blanket kind of thing. They've caught Adar, you know, and they're just mm-hmm. like, all right, we got the sword. And they're like, okay, we're not going to look in the, the bag, the blanket at all to make sure that the sword's actually there. And instead, we're going to give it right back to this little kid. Yeah. I mean, Arendir knows what the fuck it is. He knows that it, well, he doesn't know, it, I think specifically that it's Sauron's sword, but he knows that it's evil. Mm-hmm. He can feel it. And Galadriel knows it's important because this Adar motherfucker just ran off trying to steal it. And neither of them think to unfold it and look to make sure the artifact's still there. And then, yeah. and then without doing that, they think it's okay to just give it back to this kid, even though they can feel the evil vibe coming from it. And they're just like, here you go, kid. You'll do the right thing, right? And it's just like, this is stupid. And then the kid, the kid's the one who un- unwraps and is like, there's nothing here. You guys are fucking with me. And then like, you know, the end of the shit that happens, happens. And I'm just like, why, why wouldn't you have checked to make sure it was there? 
know. Like it's, I don't it's know. A, it's a good. It's a very good point. Yeah, that's a lot of the dumbest parts of of this show is that kind of stuff. Um, and then I guess it, it, before we move on to the other uh, story lines. story arcs, yeah, mm-hmm. the the other thing that really pissed me off that it didn't piss me off in the moment. It just pisses me off retrospectively, retroactively. I mean, after watching a bunch of videos, is the editing. This again, this the four hundred some million dollars for this season. So that's a good five million or so per episode. And some of the editing that I've known that people have noticed and pointed out to me through videos is just awful. Uh-huh. Like they're big crowds. This this is the number one thing is big crowds, and I get maybe it's a COVID restriction. Maybe they yeah, can't have a lot was, of people. Yeah, there was ha- part of the production was after yeah. the pandemic. But if you apparently, and I, I, I when I watched it, I had to start pausing it during big crowd scenes because I saw this video. I was like, I need to know if this is like accurate. Accurate. But if you pause it during these big crowd scenes, it's like six or seven of the exact same person repeated over and over again. Yeah, and it looks awful when just watching it without paying attention right it's fine Your brain is fine with it yeah, yeah because they they did enough like you know slight color changement changes to like outfits and things put them in different positions like made them look like they're doing something else but then there's like bar tavern scenes where they're in an enclosed area mm. and it just it feels very off because there's even shots where two people are like one person is beside themselves <laughs> and that they didn't was do anything joke. Yeah, and it's like it's it's really awful looking. Like it's it's it is just bad. And with five million some dollars per episode, yeah, probably could do better. Probably, but that's where my anger is. It's just tiny. It's that it's, it's the it's that one plot line, and then those the the technical issues. Because other than that, like I really had it's a lot of really fun. pretty. Yeah, and um, costumes are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I've heard arguments from like hardcore fans that they're like it doesn't feel like Tokyo totally. yeah and I'm like okay but it does I mean it's a, it's a thousand <laughs> the version years. that I have in my head it right and it like and, and like especially I feel like the elves <clears throat> like a lot of people feel like the elves mm-hmm. are um elves are a bit different more more earthier in the in the if that makes sense you know they feel more not dirtier but like their their clo- clothes are more like brown hued and like right. more not fancy Mm. Whereas in this, they're wearing, like, fancy robes and everything. And it's like, yeah, but it's a thousand years before. Like, their culture will change. Yeah, yeah. And, like, in a thousand years before, in the times of Gilgalad. time of, yeah, this is the time of King Gilgalad. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, that, how fancy, <laughs> that guy how fancy is can he get? Exactly. You know it. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, Elrond is another big story arc. He, he is played by Robert Arameo here. Um, what a fucking job. Like, yeah, he's super great. I fucking love him as yeah. Elrond. You have to follow Hugo fucking Weaving as Elrond, who yeah. is iconic. And, and it's completely different. Yeah. But I could also see that this like person who's already wise, mm-hmm. becoming that wise Cause elf. Yeah, and this one, he's young. Yeah. And in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, he's stoic. He's, you know, he's elder. Mm-hmm. You know he is. He doesn't show his emotions as much. He, you know, maybe he'll crack a smile every now and then when the, when the hobbits do something funny. Yeah. But in this one, he's very lively. Mm-hmm. He likes poetry. He likes writing poetry. He likes you know writing in general, making songs, all that kind of stuff. Like he is, he is very much uh, just an educational entertainer, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> he's not yeah. an entertainer, but like he's a. They call him a herald. Herald. That's nice. I like. Yeah. That. Yeah. 
and and he's he's so well like so super smart. I love him a lot. Yeah, and he gets to have the dwarf elf relationship, you know, friendship in this. Yes, one. definitely because, with Durin, and I love Durin as well. Yeah, uh, but to get there, um, we should mention Celebrimbor, played by Charles Edwards. Yes, uh, he is uh, famously he is the forger of the rings. Yes, uh, the. I believe it's just the three rings. However, uh, that in, at this point, he is just trying to enlist Elrond's help to build a forge. Right. And uh, to do so, Elrond thinks, well, the dwarves are excellent builders. Let's do it. Right. And he's like, I got this buddy. <laughs> well, they also, they also know, too, that the dwarves have a resource Yes, but that was not told to Elrond. Not, no, it wasn't. Point. But that is that's another part of yes. wanting him to go specifically to Durin yeah. uh, and Khazad-dûm, the dwarven city of Khazad-dûm. That's right, and uh, that's another kind of area where it gets a little wonky with the history. You know, because that's another thing. They were very forthright that they had to shorten the timeline. Right. Because they condensed a lot yeah. of stuff. A lot of the events that happened even in season one happened over the course of a thousand some odd years right. in the histories. And it just doesn't make a good story unless you condense it into, you know, a very fun and entertaining kind of story. So, like, I do, I do give lenience here because obviously when we were going to Casa Doom, I was like, okay, I bet they're going to awaken the Balrog. Which shouldn't yeah. happen for a little while. But I figure if we're going to be in Khazad Doom, the Balrog's going to get mentioned. Right. And it does have an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did feel a little hokey pokey, like we need to poke at the fans and be like, yes, we know there's a Balrog in Khazad Doom. And we're yeah. not going to shy away from that fact. But I was happy that it was just a shot. Right. It's it's not they don't that'll be a future, you know, cuz they have like five seasons planned. Right. So it'll be it'll be in it'll be in season 3. Like that's fine. Maybe. You know. Maybe season 2 because uh it does seem like they're going to go after that Mithril. Yeah, maybe. Uh so <clears throat> anyhow, the big fun story about Elrond and Durin though. Who plays Durin? Yeah. Uh Owain Arthur. Owain Arthur. Uh is that when he shows up, he expects to, you know, be greeted by his lifelong uh, yeah, Elrond, friend. Elrond does, yeah. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> Durin is like, go the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> Durin's just like, we don't want you here, you fuck. Yeah, and... You uh, didn't come for my wedding. Yeah. You didn't say hi to me in the past 30 I odd years. two child uh, childbirths, it was 20 years. 20 years. But, if you know, for a dwarf, 20 years is still a long time. Right. They, they still are mortal, even though they live for several centuries. Right. Yeah. Um, and twenty years, obviously, for us is like forever. Right. Yeah. Um, that but, for men, I was gonna say there's there's probably there are people I know that I was friends with twenty years ago when I was like nine. Yeah. That I most certainly was not friends in the last twenty years. No. And if I were to see them now, obviously, I mean, I was only fucking nine. Right. But they're completely different people, and I would not uh-huh. want to be their friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like shit changes in twenty years. Yeah. But who knows? Like you know, they say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm at this restaurant. You're at this restaurant. Let's catch up." I wouldn't say no if it. It, you it know, depends depend on, the on who it was. Yeah, yeah. one hundred percent. I don't know about any of those people's lives, <laughs> but I, I I greatly enjoyed 
Duran's anger. Yes. Because there's lurking beneath it, like, this, there's a great humor. Because, like, he, he is so funny. He's so charismatic. Yeah. Um, like, you know, there is a bubbly dwarven charm beneath this, mm-hmm. like, this facade that he's putting on because he's like, I'm mad at you. I won't, I won't break down. I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. not gonna accept your friendship. Oh, fuck it. He, he, he <laughs> lost the, the drinking match. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was cracking stones. Cracking stones. What, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And, uh, Alarond, uh, yeah, Elrond was supposed to be banished if he lost, <laughs> and uh, he somehow convinced Durin to let him apologize to Deza and the children. Yeah, Deza, played by Sophia Numvete. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, and, and she let's... resonates to Stones, yeah. uh, so you get to hear her sing, yeah. and that's fun. And let's get it out of the way right now. A lot of people complaining about one hilarious thing. I say hilarious as in, like, I can't believe we're this stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, people were complaining that there are not only black elves, but black dwarves as well. Yeah, like, and that's that would, the worst that thing That would ever. never happen in Lord of the Rings. They were all white, god damn it. And, yeah, it's <sighs> dumb as fuck. Anybody yeah. out there who's complaining about that, you can immediately discard or yeah. discredit their opinions. Yeah, it's just like, why... Why? Yeah. Why does that even matter? It, it's also it's a television show. Why can't we give equal opportunity to our our actors? Truly, I did not see like I, I watched like the first three mo- uh, episodes before I started hearing those reviews. Yeah, and when they came in, I was literally like, "Wait, there's a black dwarf!" Like I was yeah. just, like, I did not even like there was just a dwarf. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't even pay attention. Like I. Uh, well, she's she's black and beautiful, black and, and she beautiful. does she does the job so well. Yeah. Uh, she's you know she's loud. She have she's a beard, inviting. Though. She has sideburns. She should have a beard. She maybe she shaves. Maybe. Yeah, but Aragorn says they have beards. <laughs> <laughs> and so did Gimli. And so did Gimli. Yeah. Uh, Which is probably true. Yeah, that's another. That was just that was just. If you didn't know, that was another sarcastic comment. That a lot of people were complaining that she didn't have a beard because people are weird. But we've had other male dwarves who shave their beards in the show. I don't know about that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, there's a in the Hobbit. (laughs) One of them just has a big old mustache. That's not canon. So there's uh, another storyline that we said we were going to do next, but we didn't. Oh, yeah, we, we missed it. Uh, we're going back to talk about the Harfoots. The Harfoots are so cute. Yeah. Um, they're like these proto-hobbits. Uh, the main one is Nori, um, played by uh, Markella Cavanaugh. And, uh, yeah, she's great she's adorable she is adorable yeah and uh and when you say when you say precursor to the hobbits the they're nomads yeah which is crazy yeah they are nomads they uh they migrate to different parts uh of the world i i guess it's all near that western side Right, uh, where the hobbits live yeah, in the Shire, Shire and all that stuff. Yeah, and it, it's it's just funny because like the hobbits are like the laziest people. You know, and, <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, in a thousand years' time, they're going to become these like cozy chaps who just settle down. But like here, 
that are up and happening. They all still look very similar. They got big hairy yeah. feet, you know, like, you know, very short people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've heard like people complain about that too. Yeah. People, and, people don't understand that. Yeah. And, shit changes, yeah man. and also they brought the color part in too. And they're like, and this part, oh this part we get because Tolkien does say they were mallow of skin. Oh my God. that's another thing people like Tolkien was writing this shit back in the 20s 30s 40s like it was a completely different time period of course he thought that way like it's a yeah yeah it's just the dumbest shit I don't understand why people complain about it because I didn't even again I didn't even pay attention to it I was like, I, I, I never even thought that there couldn't be black dwarves or black elves. Like, I would just see yeah. a black actor playing an elf and be like, that's an elfish person. They got the elfish ears. They got the crazy eyes. Like, any of the eyes are just, like, staring deep into the distance, seeing everything. I've uh, been watching uh, Pushing Daisies again. Oh, boy. And uh, I, then suddenly I realized that the, the elf king from The Hobbit Oh yeah, is the main character is like <laughs> something Lee or yeah. Lee something I can't remember. I don't remember the Hobbit movie. I'll talk about it soon. And bangers <laughs> and hash. If oh, you're fun. like what we're doing here, which is a lot of rambling, then you would really like bangers and hash, which you can catch uh, if you become uh, a certain level of patron at our Patreon at patreon.com slash green faceless. That's correct. You can get a lot of other fun stuff there too. That's right. You can. I don't yeah, know. Very bad. Very bad. You did a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's true. There's a lot of other stuff. Patreon.com/slash Green Faceless. That's true. Merchandise per tier. Uh, the ability to vote on what we watch at the beginning of each month. That's like, right. There's, there's a lot of cool shit. People yeah. like check it out. Okay. But yeah, the uh, the young Harfoots. Yeah. Before they move on, they see a star Falling fall from, from the, sky. the sky. Very first episode. What's the, uh, yeah. What's the um like the leader of the Harfoots before we move on? Um, would it be? Oh, oh, there's so many peoples in this show. So many, many peoples in this show. show. And now we've ran out of actors. Uh, well, I have not seen any. He's not the wife. He's not the father. No. Uh, he's not Nori. He's not Nori's friend. Why couldn't you just keep them all together? Yeah, I don't think this Wikipedia article mentions them. That's really kind of upsetting because they're kind of a bigger character. But not well, crazy whatever. big. Uh, they anyhow, they're like, oh, this oh. this could be an old man, Lenry Henry. Lenry Thank Henry. you. Yes, uh, Sadok Burroughs. Sadok Burroughs. He is. He like holds all the records and stuff, and does all their ceremonies, and he's a lot of fun. And he, uh, you know, he sees this shooting star, and he's like, oh, this is omen or something, and yeah. starts going through his books but at the same time nori sees it and she like is really near where it hits yeah because she likes to wander off which uh, nobody goes off trail nobody gets left behind but yeah but she has the curiosity of humans like you yes. know when humans are driving and they see a fire and you know not too far away if you i don't know if you've ever been out in the midwest yes. and like countryside but if you see a fire like smoke on the horizon you're like 
oh, there's a building burning. I should go check it out. You, know, you just gotta drive over there and just like the people, like people just crowd around those shit. Like, yeah, they do. You know, a country fire, people just kind of go out there and just sit and drink a beer and be like, man, it's so sad, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, how is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a meeting place. Watching somebody's fucking livelihood burn away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody else is sad, just the yeah, people. She, she sees a falling star and she's like, I gotta go check that I shit gotta out. I gotta check this shit out. And inside is. And a naked man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the stranger. Uh, he's way down there at the bottom. Played by uh, Daniel Wayman. Yeah, Daniel Wayman. He uh he's naked, doesn't speak Any I don't know English. if it's Harfoot or English, but they in the subtitles it says English. Yeah, yeah. Uh they That's another thing. They all speak the same language. <laughs> yeah, they do all speak the same language. I'm, sure, I'm sure somebody bitched about that too. <laughs> How dare they make it convenient for me to <laughs> listen to English bullshit. But also, like, all of men speak the same language. And yeah. that seems really strange. It is, it is weird. Like, they definitely should have gone the mile, but nobody wants that shit. It's like... Yeah, I guess. You know, it's, it's okay. Like, that's, that's fine for, like, viewer convenience. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I, I'm... I, in Tolkien, it seems to me that all the men do speak the same language yeah and i think they have like different accents different and sure different of course like, yeah know, different dialects yeah. dialects thank you yeah. um so anyhow back to the stranger yeah uh, he's he's very obviously has some magical abilities uh he gets nori tries to help him out like just with basic survival skills yeah, at yeah, first yeah. Uh, and then she gets found out and she should be banished by their laws. But, uh, that's why I wanted to bring up, uh, Burroughs. Yeah. He, um, <clears throat> he's like, she's very young. We will not banish her. She will just, uh, have to, her and her family will just have to be at the back of the caravan van. And what's so bad about that is that Largo, um, Nori's father. Nori's father, yes. Uh, played by Dylan Smith, he broke his leg doing some work that Nori was supposed to do, which yeah. I don't know why that makes it Nori's fault. Maybe she would have broke her leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they mentioned that, like, you know, he, if she had been there, he wouldn't have been doing it in general. Right. And she was right. much better at it. He was kind of hurrying it. Yeah. Like, well, like, there was a rope that snapped. Was, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it, it could have happened to anybody. And, and the stranger was performing magic at the time. So, it's mildly implied that he could have been. Oh, uh, right. Because that's the, that's the thing, too, is whenever magic is done by the stranger after landing, um, there is, you know, there's two, there's two things. There is the intended magical, el like, thing that he was uh -huh. intending to do, like making flowers grow or something. Right. And then there's the negative, which is usually death or pain or something. Yes, yes. And, and I really enjoyed that because that is, that. that is a thing of, of their, of magic in, in that world is if it's not controlled, it could have negative side effects. That's that why, why they have, have the staffs. staffs. Yes. They have they have elements okay. that that's that, what I thought. You know, channel. It's it's just like D and D's arcane focus, yeah. except for not. That's my interpretation. <laughs> Maybe I am entirely I've wrong. Felt that way, but that's how I was taking it. I was taking yeah. it as you can't just perform magic. You have yeah. to have something to channel it through. I mean, you can't obviously just perform magic, but just expect bad things. <laughs> so, besides talking about some of. 
the Numenorians. I think we kind of synopsized it. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of Numenorians. We don't really need to get into them. Yeah, there's a there uh, is a huge uh, names. Yeah, for sure. exactly. And there's there's the obvious if you if you know Lord of the Rings and that stuff. Numenor floods, and it's a big yeah. thing. And there's hints at it. It's an island nation, yeah, exactly. By the way. And so it's it's very exciting because it's one of those like we it's one of those future things a future spectacle we know we're going to get to see yeah because it's going to happen in the five seasons if they get all five seasons so it's like it's one of those cool things to look forward to and and cool to watch it come about but uh, before we go into a spoiler wall the, another big negative is it's very predictable everything in this show is very predictable. Mm-hmm. And for a big show like this, even though it's still very entertaining, at least for us, it's kind of upsetting that it's it's one of those things where it's like we know what's going to happen, we know the plot beats that are coming. It's going to be fun to watch them happen, mm-hmm. but we we know what to look for, and in knowing what to look for, kind of ruins it that they're trying to do these big story to twist arcs. Because as mm-hmm. I mentioned, I already called Sauron. I felt like that was obvious. It felt like the best story path possible for the sto- the Sauron twist, right. and then and then as you mentioned, you called the Strangers twist for this mm-hmm. season, and it too was very obvious. The only reason I didn't call it was because I thought, no, that's too obvious. Yeah, which was yeah. silly thinking that one was very obvious. I'm like, yeah, of course they're going to go that route. They're not going to go that route for this <laughs> one. No, they they definitely well, did. Like, I I would say that it just it felt very token yeah, yeah what they were doing with the strangers so and and i didn't know i i've actually watched like a lot of like token explained videos mm-hmm. since this series just to have a little bit more taste of it in my life right and i didn't know certain things going in that probably would have piqued me off to uh who someone is yeah and let's uh let's dive into that because I want to put up a spoiler wall and talk that. All right. Well, first, that's the big stuff. Let's take a soda pop break. Well, let's take. Well, yeah. Let's just that. That'll be the. That, that'll yeah, be the wall. We'll take our soda pop break and then we'll come back with the wall up. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get you. I love you. For spoiler skips, go to one oh six. Yeah, we had a lot of complaints last year when we were opening Veterans Day, so we decided we're gonna take it. That's just, I don't care that they complained. <laughs> <laughs> People are fucking stupid. Yeah. What? Well, uh. We're back on that note, Peter. People, people being stupid. I don't know. I don't know. I we might be back know. on that note because. We're back. People being and behind stupid. a wall. We're behind a wall. So you're stupid if you're still here and want to watch this show. <laughs> no, you're not. Because there's spoilers coming right at your face well, that are going to make yeah, the, okay, the watching the show. Yeah, you haven't watched the yeah. show yet. Yeah, go out and watch it because yeah. it is highly recommended by both of us. Yeah, We both cool. really enjoy it. It's cool. um, the bigger spoiler, first and foremost. <laughs> let's talk The Stranger first. Okay. Let's talk The Stranger because a lot of the fan sites, there were two options. Because everybody thought it was obvious that it was Gandalf. Right. And most people who thought it was obvious that it was Gandalf thought, okay, if they want to be like any other show in the history of shows, you don't go the obvious route. Right. You want to keep the audience on their toes. A little harder to do with a history where we know everything. Right. But still. They're like, so it's probably not going to be Gandalf. And those people, myself included, were like, there's got to be two other options. It's either Sauron 
because we're hunting for Sauron. Uh-huh. We got to figure out which one's uh-huh. Sauron. This guy marks all the check marks. He can do magic. It kills people. He's got an affinity for hobbits. Odd. Like, <laughs> 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 that doesn't that that doesn't ring with with Sauron very well. But I mean, Sauron was also very communicable. Like he had right. he had a politician he had side, silver tongue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other option, the one I was thinking it was, was another member of the Astari. Yeah, the Astari are the the magician, the wizard folk. There were two blue members that came down first in the histories. Uh-huh. So I thought, and this guy was in gray. So I thought maybe maybe this is just the blue Astari. Maybe he hasn't gotten his colors yet. Yeah. Maybe he's got to learn the worlds. You know that that would be the historical accurate way is if a blue story came, came first, first. Yeah. exactly. And so I was thinking, probably not Gandalf. That's too lore heavy. You know they don't want to touch him too much. They want to give uh, uh, Christopher or not Christopher um, Ian McKellen. Ian they want to give Ian McKellen, uh, you know, his legacy a bit of a, a you know step back. Yeah. Nope. They, it was yeah, Gandalf. No, it was very much Gandalf. They didn't. They haven't said it yet, but they have implied it through lines. He oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, he has said like three or four lines that Ian McKellen said in the the Peter Jackson trilogy, hmm. uh, specifically like something about his nose. Like he's talking to Mary Adock once, and he says something about you know not follow your nose, but like something along those lines. Yeah, and he says the exact same thing to Nori, and it's like, got it. This is Gandalf. Hmm. He's in gray. It makes sense. You know, that's fine. I, I was happy it was Gandalf because I was and, – and it's funny because way back in the – you know, the episode that we meet, young Harbrand, uh, almost immediately – Is it Harbrand, not Halbrand? Halbrand, Halbrand, Harbrand, Halbrand. Oh, there's so many actors. Halbrand. 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 Charlie Vickers. <laughs> <laughs> way back when we meet Halbrand, though uh, – just not not really through his actions, but just from a storytelling standpoint, I thought, man, it would be great if this guy is, is Sauron. Mm. I almost said Voldemort. If this guy was Sauron. Because him and Galadriel form a tight relationship. And Galadriel is trying to find you know Sauron because yeah. she blames her brother's death upon right. him. <clears throat> and so it would be a very good thing and very on brand for Sauron if he gets in close. This is true. And stabs you. Because yes. that's what he that's what he does in the histories. He, that's he, what he does. He infiltrates, you know, the elves, he infiltrates the men, he infiltrates pretty much everybody, and you know, whispers in their ear and gets in close what and I betrays them. Particularly like and I've been rewatching it, right? Uh what I particularly like is that he never once lies to her. No. Never once. Yeah. And uh it's all like just taking the words that she said, repeating, like giving a question that seems a little leading, mm-hmm. uh, saying something else that is true. Right. And it's just very well written for that, for that reveal. Yeah. And, and even like there's other notes too that like were solidifying that he was Sauron in my mind. Mm-hmm. But like, again, if people doubt me, I told Faceless Leon here on day one. Like, when, when we watched it, I was like, who do you guys think is, is Sauron? And you guys were like, we weren't even thinking about that. And yeah. I was like, I think it's fucking Halbrand. <laughs> <laughs> you did. He, They did. I, yeah. They called it. And I don't know if 
if uh, it was that obvious to uh, a lot of fans. I feel I, I did see it on the fan pages. I did see a lot of people thinking that you know Hallburn was a good choice, and yeah. it, it made sense too, especially when I you get to see Adar the darker was signs. a good choice. Adar was good. I thought Adar was another one of those that just felt like too obvious. Yeah, like him, him, obvious. and him and the stranger for being Sauron. It was just a little mm. too on the nose. Like it was, yeah. it was a red herring ish feel. Right, right. and <laughs> and uh, with Halbrand, I mean, there's also a little bit too on the nose when you when you when you look pointedly at it, like I did. There was a lot of on the nose. Like it's obvious he's got to be Sauron. You know, especially yeah, when you I see think him it's alone. obvious if you have a suspicion. Yeah, yeah, because you're uh, like you're 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 honing in on it. You're, you're just yeah. uh, tunnel visioning. Visioning. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah. Of. And like, especially when you see him alone, because there's moments when he's in Numenor where he's by himself, mm-hmm. and his first instinct in a lot of areas is violence. Is like instant. Like somebody would attack him, and he would just be like, "Kill everybody." Yeah. And it was just like it's like, "Holy fuck, where'd that come from?" And like, you know, you get a little. Hints at his backstory that he's like, you know, Gladriel assumes him to be of royal blood. Right. That that he's a king of the of southern lands or whatever. Yeah, the Southlands. Southlands. And like, and you get through that kind of misleading idea, you can kind of like, when you see those scenes, you can be persuaded that he's not, you know, not uh, Sauron. Maybe he's just got a dark arc and there's going to be a hero's journey right. for this character. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, Sarah actually pointed out something that they did a really good job of finding somebody who kind of looks like Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you could definitely see that arc happening Mm -hmm. in this world for this character. Um, And I I also want to talk about this one point where he gets summoned by the Queen Regent uh, of Numenor. Which maybe we could find her. Muriel is is the character's name. <laughs> Muriel, there it is. Okay. Cynthia Adai Robinson. Thank you. And she is. Uh, she calls Halbrand to uh, talk about this plan that Gladriel has. That Gladriel uh, swears that Halbrand is a part of, mm-hmm. but he he is at least acting like he does not want to be forced into this. Right. There is this moment where he leaves and to attend this summons and in this same shot comes back and grabs the thing that has the crest of the southern lord, uh, the southern king on it. Right. Right. So not knowing, not knowing the reveal, you're supposed to read the scene as they decided to go and embrace their destiny. Right. <laughs> Knowing that it's Sauron, I feel like in that moment is when they decided that they're going to try to make their new leap in life in Middle-earth. Like, he didn't necessarily have this whole scheme yet. I think he is in survival mode still from the war. A little bit, yeah, yeah. And maybe for a while, they're like, I'm just going to try to live as a man. Yeah, yeah. And because it has been uh, like several centuries, if not a thousand years or so, since mm. that big, the big well, one that, with Morgoth. that crest too that he took, then it, it, it revealed that he wasn't who he said he was because it had the history. I thought it had the history of that. They found that. They found that later. I okay. think in Linden. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I thought that's why he was taken. It was because that was the the thing that would give him away if somebody were to look at it and be like, 
you're not on this list of famous people. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it says that the last king, what the paper says is that the last king died with no right. heirs. Yeah. And so it couldn't possibly have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happened is that Sauron, I mean, he never lied. Yeah. He picked it off of a dead man. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> he did say that. He said, I thought it suited me. And I, I really enjoyed um, that last episode because there's these there's these individuals who are seeking out Sauron, these magical, right. I don't know what they are, the pasty white people. Uh, the I don't know what what you would call them. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. That come upon the stranger. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're seeking out the – they're seeking out Sauron – Specifically, yeah. because they intend to rip, lift him up to help him to aid him. They're magical creatures. I don't know what they are. Yeah, but they don't even appear to be on the uh, yeah. I don't. I didn't, didn't the list here. But they see they find the stranger, and it's it's the very last episode. So you know, I'm happy we're behind the spoiler wall because I'm just gonna say it. You know, they find the stranger, and they're just like, "Lord Sauron, we have found you." Yes, and I shit you not, and I texted you immediately because I was watching the episode. And like I, I hit pause, I threw the controller down, and I was like, "It's a bait and switch." I'm yeah. fucking right, bitches, because <laughs> I knew how yes, these writers, I, I knew how these writers were writing by episode eight, and I was yeah. like, "They're leading off with a bait and switch. They're not gonna fucking reveal it like that on the last episode. They've got an hour left. Yeah, like you know, they gotta save that, save that twist for the big stuff at the end. And and then like immediately, uh, <clears throat> they cut from that scene to Halbrand and not and uh, it. it it's not in... Um, I think it's in Linden. Linden, thank you. I was like, I was thinking... This uh, is being the elf city, the elf kingdom. Yeah. Oh, how's Zelda? Zelda, it's okay. But yeah, I think it was in... You were right. I think it was in Linden. And, uh, you know, Celebrimbor... yeah. He's, he's, the yeah he's, he's making the forge and everything. And, and, and Halbrand's like, I got an idea. Yeah. Why don't we make them into a ring that's much smaller, that's more usable? Yeah. And, you know, you can wear it. It's portable. You can also make more. And I was, I was so happy. Like, I yeah. shit you not. It was a moment of just that being was, like, I fucking called it. I feel it good. was, it was actually when he got to Linden that yeah. I was like, yeah, Greg's right. Yep. Yeah, and and like now he's gonna help, and he's a blacksmith. But then I had a conundrum. Then I had a conundrum where I was like, "Is it just bad writing? Is it just so obvious that like you know, or or have I just gotten really good at paying attention to stories? Dude, we, <laughs> yeah, we do it for a living. For well, for part of our living, right? Uh, and, and you know, if you think that we deserve your support, we'd really appreciate it. You know, if I if we get more support, our schedule. Will be on time because I won't have to bow out to make a paycheck. That's right. Uh, so it, once and if again, I'm able to go part time, yeah, you know, then I can just do a whole podcast on Doctor Who. <laughs> That's true. So if you want a, a, another Doctor Who podcast, because I'm sure there's some out there, but if you want one this. with the Green Traveler who might have met the Doctor. Then you should <laughs> you should go to patreon.com slash green faceless. Thank you. Thank you again, guys. I think we're our, the wall is down now. Did we talk everything? Was that all the spoilers? Maybe. I, I think mean, that, I feel like I could talk about this show for another two hours. Those were the spoilers I wanted to talk about. I yeah. can't think of, of other big spoilers. Me either. And, you know, to, to close, I enjoyed it. I yeah. do think it has a lot of flaws. Um, you know, it's not, it's not Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. And if you go in 
not expecting that and just expecting a Lord of the Rings story, yeah, you'll have fun. Like they, yes, they, there's a lot of history breaking. They do, they do, kind of trash the lore <laughs> a tiny bit, just so. but they stick true to the spirit of it. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's like you know, I, mean, I, I kind of want to know what St- uh, Stephen Colbert thinks on it. I like, I yeah. want to know if he enjoys it because you know he is a huge fan. I wonder if the the history changes and the the story adaptations and everything i wonder if that really upsets him or if he's like understanding is like yeah yeah it still feels like lord of the rings and he enjoys it i hope so because that's what i that's how i feel about it it's, a, come here. it's a dog walking it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but that's how i feel about it is it, i enjoy it i think it was a lot of fun a little spectacle heavy I don't know. I really... It's not like, you know, a lot of people are like, this is supposed to take over from Game of Thrones. This isn't Game of Thrones. You know, because they yeah. want they want that high fantasy fun stuff. Yeah, but Tolkien is all about hope. Yeah. So, you, you can't ha- make it Game of Thrones. No. But, yeah, I mean, I, they wanted that thing. They wanted that big budget fantasy feel, and they do get it. Like, the yeah. show does deliver, but it also delivers on, you know... A, a crowd of people that are just seven people repeated. <laughs> like, it, it's got that kind of a flaw. I think I would give it still a three and a half. It's either a three yeah. and or a three and a half. It's in that range of a sh- of a show. It's fun. Yeah. I, I do recommend it. And you know, I I do hope we get the full five season outlet yeah, I because do too. you know I can I can kind of guess what the arcs would be, where it would all go, right? And I'm interested in seeing that. Yeah, I, I want, want to it. see it. Yeah, I you know I haven't read it. So we didn't even talk about a Sildor. Sildor makes an appearance. Maxim Baldry. But you said that you didn't want to talk about the new Norians. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, but like that, <laughs> he's like the only important one, and like you know his story, and yes. it's going to be very interesting seeing him go from ship hand to guy who Ring cuts bearer. off to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ring bearer. I was gonna say guy who cuts off Sauron's finger. Yeah, but you know that is, he is a ring bearer after that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I guess that is more impressive than <laughs> defeating Sauron. I feel like defeating Sauron's more. Yeah, impressive than it is. It is more impressive. He's right. like the weakest but, ring bearer. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He only had. It doesn't feel like he had it for very long. I think maybe five, ten years. Is that it? <laughs> I that, don't know. Whatever. That. Uh. Yeah, I give it a face and a half because I mean I'm already watching it again. Yeah, how can yeah. I? Not? <laughs> uh, it's I just love this world. I love the um, <clears throat> the way that people talk in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the acting is great. Uh, it feels it feels to me. I mean, w- without being a carbon copy of that. Peter Jackson world, it feels like a, a great continuation of that. Yeah. And I love it. And like I, like you said, I want all five seasons. That's what I got to say. I think that's been the show. And uh, we've had a lot of fun, guys. This is- <laughs> we've had a lot of fun. <laughs> we've had a lot of fun here tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rap on it, man. I just, it's so, it's so much show, so crazy. <laughs> Uh, but thank you all for joining us. I, that's been the show. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. 
or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.